Do you ever wonder how great leaders in the community make things happen? When they encounter new unexpected challenges like a pandemic, how do they continue to successfully make an impact? Welcome to That Sounds Terrific, the podcast that connects you with these amazing people. Get insights on what they do to meet their goals. Find out how you can help them in their mission and learn their methods so you can be more successful at what you do. Welcome to That Sounds Terrific with host Nick Koziel. Hey, everybody, Nick Koziel here with another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Uh, joining me today is Mershawn Hargrave. She's the founder and owner of High Vibe Cowork. Welcome to, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And I just need to congratulate you on your first full day. I like that's uh, that's great. You're on a podcast and it's during your first full day of your new uh, adventure. Yeah, I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate. Well, thank you. Thank you for, for bringing that to the show. And um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your company? Um, I, I know it's your first full day as, as a full entrepreneur, but it's definitely not the first day of this of this company. So why don't you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, sure. So um, High Vibe Cowork is a virtual community for women entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and um, a, a community of women just going after and designing the life that they love. Um and so I started it about two years ago. It was the fall of 2020 and I wasn't showing up to an office. I was in sales doing a lot of cold calling and needed a space to just be accountable for myself and say, here are my goals for the week. Here's what I'm going to do. And um, I said, if I need a space like that, I'm sure that other people do as well. And so I had been networking in the community for a while. So I put it out to my network that, hey, here's what I'm doing. We're going to meet for 30 minutes on Monday, 30 minutes on Friday. And just kind of wanted to see who would show up. And it's, we had a good group. It was impactful. And so I said, I think there's something here. And I think the pandemic created, it didn't create a lot of entrepreneurs. I think it pulled out entrepreneurship and creativity out of a lot of people mm -hmm. who had um, desires on their heart and it gave time and space and also made us realize uh, nothing is guaranteed and right. your entire world can switch on a dime tomorrow and so why not try that thing that's been you know oh when I have time when I when I have more space um, and and that's what happened I think a lot during the pandemic and so um, doing those things can be really lonely, especially when you're doing them out of your home office. And so while it's been a place to show up and be very tactical about the growth of your business, it's also very supportive and just being in spaces with other people who are taking those risks and, um, growing and going after what they want. So very cool. And, and it's just interesting. Cause like right after we spoke, um, I had another friend and colleague and former guest on the show actually start sort of this um, online space to just do work. And we literally connect. There's like two prompts and you're just on online, not really talking, you know, but working together. And, you know, I've, I've gone in a couple of times and it is very useful because it does keep you on task. Um, and that in its infancy, I know is not exactly what you're describing, but it was just so weird that we had our first conversation and then this started. Um, so on that note, though, like what kind of separates you and your business from some of the other co-working spaces out there? 
it's interesting because um I really enjoy the facilitating of the conversations and one of the things about my calls is that my community is niche agnostic so like my cohort that's currently going on I cap them at six people because it creates a community feel but it's also very intimate right um, because they're going on a 10-week journey together but it doesn't matter what you're serving the world with so Someone could be serving the world with being a career coach or an author or a knitter, or they make um, jewelry and they're all showing up and serving the world with different outcomes, but their journey is so similar. The ups and downs, the things that they struggle with, the things that they question in themselves, um, the uh, dismissal of the small victories that really create the big victories um you know it's all so similar like it's crazy how we can get lost in our own heads and then when you start to talk about it and be in spaces where people are doing something similar you're like oh you do you do that too you had that same conversation it's not just me <laughs> um and it just kind of creates a different uh experience on the path yeah no, I, I think that's great. Um, and it is unique because I, you know, I don't, I can't think of any other space that does what you're doing, like little parts of it maybe, but having an intimate like course of, of people, um, you know, with different, different, coming from different walks of life, uh, doing something similar, I think is really great. And uh, one of the things that kind of popped in my head while you were, were talking about that was the potential for, you know, that type of networking and collaboration to come out of um, what you're doing is so great. Like so many things could happen where business partner partnerships form and they make something, you know, bigger. Um, can you, can you give us a couple, maybe examples of some good partnerships that have started or, or some of the things that have kind of blossomed out of your, your, your group? Sure. Yeah. It's been, um, so in my current cohort, there is a career coach. And so, um, another person is really, you know, she's releasing an album and, and maybe, um, you know, struggling with kind of finding that balance. And so being able to have someone who is showing up to the community for herself to, to be held accountable to grow her coaching, but then is also able to bring that experience as a coach to others who may be struggling in what, um, makes them happy about their career and, and is able to kind of coach them through that, um, mm. has been really great. You know, a simple one is someone in my group is she makes dog treats. And so her business is all around dog treats. Well, one of the members like moved in with her boyfriend who has a dog. And so she bought dog treats from her. And so there's such an intimate nature in there that they feel super comfortable in, accepting guidance, accepting coaching, um, buying from other groups in the members or other members in the group. And mm. so, yeah, it's just, it's a really cool, and that's kind of what I like about this form of community building versus like one-on-one -on -one coaching is I love the community feel of it. I love the collaborative feel of it. I have a certain paradigm in which I see the world and, and experiences that have shaped that 
Right. And everybody else has their own. And so it's not just solely based on my life experience. It's the group's collective experiences that they can play off of each other. Yeah. And going back to like the pandemic or even just like solopreneurs, right? A lot of times that's where I would get stuck when I was doing different things. Uh, like I like having my ideas bounced off of people. I like the team. And as solopreneurs, and on, you just don't have that all the time. Sure, you have like, you know, your significant other or your family and, you know, maybe they get sick of you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, but like, I think that having like a cohort, a group of people and, and like you're sort of starting your own little, you know, you're going to have an alumni association, which is my world too, after this, you know, um, so just having those types of um connections are just so important so how how does like day one start like so you're you got your cohort what do you usually do can you kind of kind of run us through like your curriculum yeah sure so i run my cohorts in 10 weeks um so it's not i run it every quarter and and i kind of fell into that because i kind of wanted to end 2020 in a certain way and and that it worked um, to run in 10 weeks together. So you're on the same part of the journey together. Um, Mondays are um, very tactical. How are you going to move the needle towards your goal this week? What two to three steps are you going to take this week? You know, because some people are doing it full time. Some people are doing it on the side. Um, so just moving, taking those really small steps creates a really big impact. So how are you going to move the needle this week? And then on Fridays, we meet and say, how did you do with your two to three things? What did you learn from this week? Uh, we all celebrate a win. And that could be as big as I signed a new client or I got the job. Two, I made it. I made it to mm -hmm. Friday and I didn't <laughs> no, uh, give up. And, and I'm here. And a lot of people like show up, you're like, you know what? I didn't do my two to three things, but I'm still here. And that's powerful. Um, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays are that virtual co-working, like you kind of mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And then Wednesday is a high level. I call it the millionaire morning mindset call because so much of entrepreneurship is mindset and focused and awareness. So those are the different calls throughout the week. Very cool. Um, so is this all virtual? Is this all in person? Is it hybrid? It's all it virtual at the moment. I do some in-person events at, you know, different spaces and things like that. But this community is totally virtual. Very cool. So it, it does give you the ability to kind of come from anywhere as long as you can make the time, right? Yeah. yeah. So do you have like a, a pretty wide uh, geographic reach or or how does that work? Yeah, most of who I have currently and um, has been on the East Coast, um, but that is, you know, reaches up through Toronto and Mississauga all the way down to Florida. Um, and that's mostly because of time zone. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, with this new, my expanded bandwidth, I'm hoping <laughs> to offer timeframes that work for different time zones so that it can be, you know, because I do have connections in um, England and the West coast and Australia and things like that. So 
it's yeah. it's one of the silver linings I think that came out of COVID is that the because I was looking at some physical spaces before sure. this, um, but then COVID kind of was like, nope, you need to <laughs> open virtually. Yeah, I mean, I often call on this show COVID sort of, um, you know, my renaissance, my ability to go back to creativity. And I think that that's true, you know, of you and, and others, right, that were you who had said it earlier in the show about um, kind of in, in one way forced us to do it, but also allowed us to kind of step back outside of our normal nine to five and, you know, reassess our lives. Mm-hmm. All right. So if something good could come out of the pandemic, that that's that's one thing. Um, and, and it sounds like, uh, you know, with this expansion <laughs> that could happen, you're going to be up 24 seven. So <laughs> England and California. Yeah. Uh, and the, and the East coast. So hopefully you're going to be able to hire some help. Um, <laughs> but I will say that, uh, the other question I have for you is, is kind of related to, to that. Um, what, you know, on this show, we have a number of people that are probably thinking about doing something similar to what you're doing, at least from becoming a, you know, solar entrepreneur, maybe not this exact idea, but what advice would you give to them about like when to make that leap? Because that is often the hardest part of it, right? Can you talk a little bit about your experience with that? Yeah. So I really think that's a really good question. I think that you have to like one of the questions I would continually ask myself is how can I create more of what I love and I did not know when I first started because I like to say that the first um, ideation of this was actually a book club Mm -hmm. because I was going out and networking and I was listening to a panel and she was talking about how she started a book club around the book lean in through her um her company because there weren't a lot of women moving up in her business and so she said why is that so she created this book club around lean in and I was like that's really cool Mm -hmm. and I said I can I can do something like that and so it really was just about taking like the next right step and saying so I you know got together some women and we would read different books and talk about them. And again, it was this really cool experience and intimate experience of I'm reading the exact same words as you, Mm -hmm. but I'm processing it and taking from it something totally different. And so to to discuss that was just so expansive and it just felt really great. So I said, how do I create more of it? And so then I just was like, okay, it looks a little bit like this. And then it looked a little bit like that. And it just kind of ebbed and flowed. And um, because I just put time and it's never going to look perfect, even Mm -hmm. right now, like it's not perfect. And I know that one year, three year, five years from now, it's going to look totally different. Um, But I have to just go out and test the water and try and see what it looks like. So it's just my tagline is big dreams and small steps can transform your life. And I totally believe that. And I think that I live it in the community because it's about the two to three things that you're doing this week to move the needle. Um, because in 10 weeks, if you're taking 20 to 30 steps towards what you want to do and towards showing up for yourself, mm-hmm. I think as a mother, as a wife, as a homemaker, um, a lot of things can push 
what's important to me to the back burner. And so showing up to a space that says, this is what I want. This is important to me. This is what makes me feel good is really, really impactful. And so just showing up for yourself into what's important to you. Yeah. Why is that the hardest thing to do sometimes, right? Um, Showing up for oneself and I'm glad you took that, like that step, that next step, right? So it it seems like such a, you know, a big step, but I think like what you're saying, you took a lot of little steps that were necessary to kind of get to where you are in order to make, you know, the leap, not as, as, as tall of a fall. Right. <laughs> so, um, I'm glad that you're, you're on this journey and that, you know, it's so cool that like this is the first day that like it's full time for you. Yeah. Um, so how are you feeling about that? Mm. A lot of emotions. Um, you know, I think like yesterday was really emotional for me and I wasn't expecting it to be because I've been preparing myself for this for a while. Um, you know, I have been planning to do this for, you know, a few months. And then I finally actually had a conversation with someone and she was just like, pick a date. And it is not a moving goalpost. Like just pick a date, put it in the sand and and make sure that that's firm because you will always talk yourself out of mm-hmm. um, changing that date. So I decided on December 1st and um, then like two weeks later, I gave my notice to my full-time job, which was about, it was five weeks ago. So I gave them five weeks notice. And so I thought I had given myself enough time to process. And then yesterday, just I was sitting down thinking about it as I was having my um, coffee in the morning and was just totally like, oh my God. And (laughs) it was a mix of like scared and excited and the world is my oyster now and very proud of taking that leap. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because immediately after I felt proud, I felt like, this could be the dumbest thing you've ever done. Like <laughs> opening myself up to so much failure was, it felt really scary. Um, and so I was having coffee with my dad this morning and him and I are talking about it. And I'm like, I just feel like it, I feel really proud, but then I feel like this could be horrible. Like this could totally not work. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, you took the leap and what's the worst that could happen? Like, let's just, let's go there. And I was like, all right, well, I couldn't pay my mortgage. And he's like, okay. And then what would happen? I was like, and then I'd probably get divorced because we'd lose our, lose our house. And my <laughs> so mad. He's like, no, no. He's like, no, then you would find another job and you'd figure it out and you'd recover and you'd be fine. He goes, let's play out the other scenario. What if you never did this? What if you didn't decide to take that leap? And I was like, yeah, that would be hard. He's like, you would regret never taking those steps. And you only get one life. And so do you want to go down the path of trying and failing and maybe being embarrassed and having all the emotions and experiences that come along with failure? Or do you want to live in regret in five years? Been like, I wish I started that then, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's very powerful and and moving. And my wife's going to be very angry with you because now I'm going to be an astronaut um, (laughs) because that's what I want to do. And that's my dream. Um, That's actually that's actually an ongoing joke with my uh, career support group. 
whom I think I should have you come to to talk to because um what you're saying is just so important um to kind of put things in perspective. Uh, you know, when you lose a job or when you're looking for that next, you know, moment, you know, to take the next career, um, you're going through those emotions of, but like, what is the worst that could happen, right? If you say yes to this, um, it's exactly what you just said, you know, you'd have to start over with something different. And, and that's what life honestly is. You're always starting over in some way, shape or form. Um, and I'm glad you, you took this leap. Um because I think that it is going to be great for you. Um, and, and like you said, even, even if it wasn't, you would still have learned something along the way. Um, right. and that's so important because, you know, <laughs> Michael Scott once said, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you didn't <laughs> take, or maybe that was Wayne Gretzky or maybe that was Michael Jordan. I don't know, but it's true. Like if you don't take a shot at something, you don't take a shot at your dream. You're not, you're not ever going to achieve it. Uh, and some say, why dream at all? Right. So I'm glad that you were kind of taking that shot. And, uh, you know, I know that we've only known each other for um, a short amount of time, but I'm proud of you for that. That's awesome. And, and I applaud you for that. And thank you for sharing your first day with us. So, um, but getting back more to like, you know, the actual things that you're doing, um, you know, as the owner of, of, of High Vibe uh, Cowork, what, what are some like happy things that have happened? Like that you didn't anticipate like starting this business, but what are some nice things that kind of occurred along the way that were unexpected? That weren't expected. That's a really good question. Um, I mean, I didn't expect to meet as many people as I had, you know, when I really think about like where I got to um, meet these people and it is, it's interesting because it's, I've had to, someone told me once, she's like, you're the glitter and the glue. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> this, I think that because I'm an extrovert, because I can lead groups, because I have those natural talents that everybody does. And so it's this, um, big exercise in owning your glitter, owning your glue, owning the parts of you that you're meant to bring into the world, your gifts and what you're supposed to show up as. Um, you know, I've, it's been this really cool full circle moment of, I got my degree in education. Um, so I went to school to be a teacher and was, um, you know, going down that path. I graduated with substitute teaching. They were laying off hundreds of teachers in the school district. It was just a rough time to get a teaching degree. And so I pivoted and said, okay, I'm going to work for a small business. So I started working for a small business, learned a tremendous amount, um, in, in business and growing a business. Um, and then, and I also coached volleyball and softball and tennis. So like pulling all of those experiences and then bringing them into what I'm doing now, which is um, growing a small business and kind of leading the small team um, and coaching. And so 
taking all of those experiences and being like, this is my package and this is how I meant to show up to the world. Um, and being able to stand up and say, hey, this is what I'm good at. This is what I excel at. These are my gifts and this is how I show up for them. Um, yeah, that's been something I guess I wasn't really expecting. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, so many things to unpack in this episode, <laughs> I, you know, um, but I, I really, you know, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. Cause I sort of, am one of those Jack of all trade type people. Right. Um, I did go to, to school also to become a teacher. Uh, I think I took every major that Fredonia had to offer like at some point, cause I went in this big arc and then ended up not being a teacher, but my wife is. Um, and it is a hard but noble profession, right? Um, but the things that you learn in those classes, just from experience, like prepare you for any real role that you can think of at any small business to large business. Yeah. Um, and the 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 ability to teach is not just restricted to our youth, right? Um, so that's in a sense what you're doing, kind of in, you know, your your uh, small business right now. Yeah. So. So you you didn't really leave the profession. You just tweaked it to make it your own, which is so awesome. Yeah, there's so many transferable skills in teaching that you get, you know, going through that process of becoming a teacher and being um, going through um, that process. And so, like, I can come up with a curriculum or I can come up with a, a workshop or anything like that relatively quickly, you know, and it's just because that is a skill and, and that I've and muscle that I've used a lot you know? Yeah. So, so you talked earlier about, you know, what you're doing now and that you want to grow. Um, mm -hmm. and you mentioned five years, you know, who knows what it's going to be like. So like, what is, um, if it, all ideal things happen, where do you see yourself in about five years? Yeah, that's, that's a hard question, especially being on like day one. It's just <laughs> wild to think about. Um, I would love to do like retreat. I, one of the first workshops I ever did was a vision board workshop. Um, and that was really, that's really cool. Cause it's about dreaming and big pictures and, you know, like the house that we're in currently, um, the, the kitchen in it is very similar to the kitchen that was on my vision board for a long time. Um, and so I would love to do retreats. I, I have also gotten into a meditation practice that I think is really powerful and impactful. So kind of doing that whole self type of, of workshop. Um, I would love to have a podcast. I think mm -hmm. I'm an avid consumer of podcasts and, um, you know, just kind of a really big ever growing community. I think that one of the things that I have seen in my community is that um, it's not about, and like I said before, like everyone in the community kind of services the world in different ways. So it's not always about your product. It's like two layers deeper than that. That's at the spoke. Um, uh, I'm sorry. It's at like the center of the wheel of like how you serve the world and it manifests itself in different spokes. And so like how you show up to the world may be making people feel beautiful and feel seen. And so one spoke is, 
you do makeup. And one spoke is you showcase people's art in your salon. And one spoke is that you give talks on how to feel more confident. And so at the heart of it, it's the same because you're helping people show up in the world in a very beautiful and authentic way. It just manifests itself very differently. And so I'm excited to have an expanded bandwidth to see what other spokes kind of come from it. Um, you know, I did, I created a journal last year and that was really fun. So I think that would be cool to explore and expand on, but part of, you know, the community too is collaboration. And so having expanded community means expanded collaboration and where that could go. I have, I don't know yet. So you're starting to dream again while this dream yeah. is sort of coming true. So that, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew that was going to be a difficult question for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was kind of worried. I'm like, Oh, I told her no stumpers and <laughs> you know, here's a stumper. Um, yeah. But I mean, as you reflect on like everything that you're, you know, you're doing in a, um, and you know, it's again, it's still like day one, but, um, what other things are there that, um, you hope, uh, to overcome? Okay. So, so what I mean is like, you know, all the challenges that you had in your prior position, what are some things that maybe you want to bring to this particular job that are going to be different, um, and more meaningful for, for the people that are taking on? Mm -hmm. Um, I am hoping to be a lot more intentional with my time. Um, I think that one of the struggles that I had in balancing my full-time job and this is that my to-do list was never ending. And I think that a lot of people fall into that. And so there is this there can be this guilt and shame of rest or being present with my family or, you know, even down to like watching mindless TV. <laughs> and there's like this guilt and shame of like, I should be doing all these other things because my to-do list is so long. And one of the things that I like to spend time doing, um, I don't know if you've ever read the book by Ariana Huffington called Thrive. No, I don't think I have. In it, she talks about how we don't give ourselves space to wonder anymore and just sit like, I mean, how much information is at our fingertips and in our pocket all the time? So you never have to sit and like wonder about things. And I think that one of the things that has been really cool on this journey for me is I'm not a typical, what society deems as a, a creative. So like, I can't draw, I don't, I can't paint, I can't sing and write poetry <laughs> and um but I found my own way of creative expression and so um that's in creating courses and creating community and creating you know thought-provoking prompts and things like that um and so giving myself space to not always have to do and check things off my to-do list but just to be and sure. being present and being curious and being creative and saying, I know I'm going to get to that and I'm going to put that in the box that it deserves, which is, you know, this time block, but right now I'm just going to be. And so that I think is going to be really freeing um, for me and my energy. 
Very cool. Very cool. I'm glad I asked that question because also I feel as though your creativity is also enabling others mm. to be creative. Um, and it might just be an idea or a statement that you have that you're giving to that person, or it might even just be that, you know, driving, uh, being the driving force to get them kind of off their butt to do, do the creating, like, you know, <laughs> the cheerleader too. Yeah. Um, and that can itself be very, um, you know, gratifying as well. You know, as a teacher, I'm sure you, you've had um, at least, you know, an experience or even a professional coming to you and saying, hey, what you did for me at that moment in my life impacted this and now I'm here kind of a thing. And I think you're going to get a lot more of that with what you're doing um, with High Vibe. And um, I can't wait to hear some more of those stories too. Yeah. And I do want to circle back, like we've concentrated a lot on you as an individual, uh, and, and and I'm so glad that you were willing to share. Uh, but I do want to kind of circle back and talk a little more about High Vibe and like the time, the type of clientele that you're you're looking to attract, and like how people can get involved and help you. Yeah. So, I think that the the someone who High Vibe can help is someone who, um feels a little bit maybe scattered in their next steps or what um, their vision looks like. Maybe they're starting a business or they want to create something or maybe it's already started, but they just need a community and space to show up to. I truly believe whether it's High Vibe or any other space, because I joined a space, um, a community, and that's what really propelled me to take action. I really believe that community is the best way to get what you want in life. You know, if you um, want to get healthier, joining a fitness community is really impactful. Mm -hmm. If you want to build a business, joining a business community is really impactful. So someone who wants to go after something, but just maybe doesn't um, needs a different space to show up to some accountability some brainstorming, um, you know, just others to connect with because the, the journey can be very lonely. Mm -hmm. And also there's a lot of decision fatigue in there. And so not having to carry all those decisions on your own is really great. Um, I also do VIP days. So if someone's like, hey, I want to create a quarter long goal and then put systems, routines and rituals in place to do that. I love doing those sorts of things. And I do have a background in sales for my old company. Mm -hmm. So I love building sales funnels. Um, and so those are the, um, you know, women that I help. And so I am actually launching this month, a mighty networks community. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a space that is at your fingertips. The app is really um, user-friendly. And so it's a space that you can show up for whatever you need in that moment, whether it's inspiration, connection, education, motivation. There's courses, there's the community in there, there's cohorts and topics. So that's going to be right. launched this month. And I show up mostly on Instagram and LinkedIn. Those are the two spaces I show up most frequently. I also, so my Instagram is high vibe cowork. Um, my, uh, website is high vibe cowork.com and my LinkedIn is Mershawn Hargrave. Great. 
Well, we'll definitely put all those in the show notes for sure. So people can refer back to them if they didn't hear that, or it can just rewind. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think that that is um, a, a really like inspiring because like you're helping people that just need that little extra push. Right. Uh, and so do you have like an onboarding kind of like form or, or any kind of process that people should be aware of when they're going to these spaces to, to kind of sign up? Yeah, the community is going to be ever um, open enrollment. My um, cohorts, I run them, like I said, once a quarter. So the next one is going to be opening um, in January, depending on when this gets released. Um, so I do only open those once a quarter. Mm-hmm. Like I said, people are on that 10 week journey together. Um, but the community is is going to be open enrollment. Um, but I love to set up clarity calls are that are just, you know, 30 minutes. What are you looking for? How can I help you? Who can I connect you with? And right. really understanding what it is you're looking for. Cool. All right. So now's the part where this is usually the the stumper question that they I ask, um, but I'm going to ask some other questions kind of around it. So you have some time to think, but basically it's the, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you definitely want to share with the network kind of question? Um, but before we get to that, while you're thinking about that, um, you mentioned, you know, watching some mindless TV, what's a, what's a TV series, uh, or movie that you would recommend our, our listeners, watchers to, to take in? Hmm. Well, I'm currently watching Yellowstone, um, which is like, it's not mindless because you have to know what's going on, but it's fascinating to see family dynamics like that. (laughs) Um, I am, my guilty pleasure is the Bachelor series. So we just finished uh, Bachelor in Paradise and it's, you know, silly, but it's something to have on in the background. Um, what else am I watching? I feel like I watch a lot, but then not a lot at the same time. Um, yeah, I mean, my husband and I really like The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. So we're sad to see Trevor Noah go. He's he's a favorite of ours. Um, the other one I watch with my daughter is Lego Masters. We're okay. big currently into Lego. So that's a good one too. Very cool. Thanks for the suggestions. I'm always looking for for TV to, to check out. Um, so here's another one. Um, if you were to meet like, you know, anyone in the world alive or, or past, who would it be and why? Maybe this, maybe these are more stumper than the stumper question. <laughs> yeah. Who would I want to meet and why? Um, hmm. I no mean, wrong answers. <laughs> I know. I kind of want to go like cliche, like Oprah. I find her journey super fascinating. Um, I think like Thomas Edison would be kind of cool because he was such a, he didn't care about, not that he didn't care about failure, but like he was searching for failure so that he could find success, you know? Very nice. Um, yeah. Let me think of who else. I think that's all I got right now. I'm like, that's okay. You gave me a couple. And then you drew a blank, but that's okay. Cause you already gave me an answer. So I think that's great. Um, uh, so I guess one other thing I'll, I've been asking kind of commonly now, um, is where's a great, uh, getaway or vacation spot that you would recommend or would like to go to. So I love Saratoga Springs. 
um, outside of Albany. That's a favorite. Mm -hmm. I really would love to go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, I've heard really good things about it. And it's so beautiful. Um, and I love the Adirondacks. I think that there's something really special about um, Adirondack air. Mm -hmm. I just think that they're, we used to go up there quite a bit as kids and I love camping and things like that. And it's just so, I think one of the things I love about it is that there's no expectation when you're in the Adirondack to do anything other than just be in nature. So nice. yeah. All good choices. Awesome. I haven't been to Wyoming yet though. <laughs> um, but that sounds cool. Uh, so, okay. We'll go back to that, that original question, the stumper question. Is there something else you'd like to share with the audience that I didn't ask or even a series of things? Sometimes I just don't ask all the right questions. <laughs> um, the other thing that I like to plug is my vegetable garden. I'm a big vegetable gardener. Um, and a lot of my content is actually evolves around the lessons I learn in building a garden are very similar to the lessons I've learned in building a business. And I love sharing my love of gardening with others. And I think that, you know, we're lucky enough right now to be on five acres. We have a lot of land to build on, but we didn't start off that way. One of my friends got me a little like two foot by two foot square garden as a birthday present one year. And um, I kind of say that I like um, stumbled upon it because it rained a lot that year. So like I did, <laughs> I kind of was lucky um, and then just became obsessed with it. But I really think that vertical gardening and seeing something start from seed and go through to the point where you can like feed your friends and family with it is really, really beautiful. Well, thank you. That's that was very enlightening, and I did not expect that. So that is great. <laughs> no, it was very good. So, well, I would like to thank you, Rashawn, for being on. That sounds terrific. You were an absolutely terrific guest, um, and I hope to have you back on the show sometime, maybe after your first day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was yeah. a really nice way to kind of spend an hour on the first day. So. Yeah. Well, thank you hopefully again. One day when I have a podcast, you can be, you can be on mine. Oh, I hope that I get invited after you're so famous and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the little guy, the little podcaster. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you for joining us in another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Don't forget to check out the show notes and our website at thatsoundsterrific.com to find the contact information and the best ways to volunteer with the organizations that we feature. If you know someone that is doing terrific things and think they should be featured in a future episode, be sure to email us their name, contact info, and short description of what they're doing at thatsoundsterrific at gmail.com. If you like our show, give us a five-star rating and give us some social media love by liking our Facebook page, That Sounds Terrific. Follow us on Twitter at Sounds Terrific 2 and Instagram at Sounds Terrific. We love hearing your feedback on how to make our show sound even more terrific. Till next time.